Welcome back to Season 4 of Pigeon Hockey, a participating member of the Hockey Podcast Network. This is Chris and today's co-hosts, both Justin and Sam. What's up, hockey people? And Sam's not here yet, but you'll hear him jump on. <laughs> and, uh, we don't claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So before Sam jumps on, how's life, Justin? It is great. I've been sick for the last week. Oh, doesn't sound so. Good. I've I'm, I'm right. I'm finally getting over it, and hopefully, I'll be good to go for tomorrow. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, I can't say like I I, oh. well, I haven't been sick, but last night yeah, cause, uh, was our last night in Baden Baden. I ended up with an absolutely wicked headache. Like that thing, migraine. It had to be a migraine because that thing took me the hell out. I was watching the um, like. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been watching all, every game I can right now. So if my internet's working out and I'm still watching your games, please send me highlights. And I do appreciate you players that have been sending me highlights. But I was watching the Sunday night action. The last Sunday night game I saw was Vegas and uh, or San Diego visiting Vegas. And I was like a halfway through the first period when this thing started hitting. And I had taken medication and was in bed in the dark um, in a nice cold room. By the by, getting in the second period, it was this thing took me out the rest of the night, so that sucked. And so, yeah, and that followed up by the fact that we left Baden Bon this morning, and now we are in Dijon, France. So, I guess listeners, you can play where is Chris this week on your next trivia. But uh, we're now in Dijon. We arrived today, so hopefully this internet is working out quite well. But woke up this morning, still wasn't feeling a hundred percent. Like my head was still kind of warm, and um. You know, we're, we're packing out like we did some packing up last night and, and I look at the table and I'm like, hey, where's my passport? And my wife's like, oh, well, there's just there, there's only been one passport on the night. No, 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 no. I'm really, really, you know, I, I'm on my stuff when it comes to like uh, and ladies and gentlemen, Sam is joining the podcast. But I, I'm on my stuff when it comes to tracking that stuff. Last night I got back and. Didn't know where my passport was, apparently, and never checked it. So this morning I was in full on panic because here we are leaving Germany for France and I don't know where my passport is. And uh, so, I mean, I rip everything apart. I try to find it. I can't find it. So it's like, okay, well, the only logical sequence is we went out for a hike yesterday. So I can't imagine dropping it on the hike. So it has to be at the restaurant we ate at last night, right out probably a three, four minute walk from our Airbnb. Um, I said, but I also went and picked up postcards because my wife wanted them and I grabbed more money because I knew we were heading into France and France is basically New York. You know, you've entered it when you start paying tolls. And um, I, people told me I might need cash. So I'm like, oh, okay, so we have to wait because the restaurant doesn't open till 11, but we're walking past it at like nine o'clock this morning and the doors open and there's a cleaning person in there. And so I walk in there, you know, knock, we don't try to enter and she's like, oh, what are you doing here? But again, no English, us, no German. And uh, <laughs> my wife had already translated. Did Was there a passport left here last night? And so she looked through a couple drawers and sure as shit there. She pulls out my passport and I'm like, oh, thank God. And then she goes, like, she steps back. She's like, no, 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 uh, surname. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, this is yours. <laughs> she was not giving it. Well, thankfully, she just didn't give it up to some rando. Uh, she made sure it was me. And uh, so, no, very appreciative of that. So I did. Uh, I was relieved this morning and off we came to Dijon. So we're at a beautiful farm just south of Dijon. 
So uh, that's where that's where I'm at. And, and Sam, now that you're on this podcast, I was saying the listeners are going to have to play. Um, where is the host this week uh, for the <laughs> for the next thing? So instead of where um, in the world is Carmen San Diego, it's where in the world is Chris. <laughs> yeah, how is his recording and how is his internet going to be this week? Well, we'll find out. But we're in Dijon, and I'm going to be loving up on the wine here because this is Burgundy country. So couldn't be any happier. You know, Chardonnay, Pinot, and everything else that comes with it. And then, of course, it's Dijon. So I'm uh, going to try to do a mustard making class. Um, I love mustard. Like, I'm a, like, I love mustard. Like, it's, I hate, I think ketchup is slightly overrated. Now, I will say this because I am talking to someone right now who's in Utah. And when I first moved to Utah, fry sauce was a thing. And I'm like, that's absurd. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Now, I can't really live without it. And I know it's simple, but, there's something about fry sauce that just gets me. I get it. I like it. So I've never it. <laughs> it is a masterful creation of 50% ketchup, 50% mayo. You can you can <laughs> mess with the ratios if you want, but you'll get the same thing. It's it's beautiful. It's you know when, when I first got there, of course people can they people add little things to it too. They might add a little bit of spice to it, which is what I did. Is and then mayo, but then would add in some Frank's hot sauce, just a touch. That's like the perfect fry sauce. I, I like my stuff spicy, which, um, you know, I haven't lived here in Europe the last couple of years. Um, spicy doesn't translate, except apparently in Baden-Baden, because that's the first place that someone's like, you know, was it a food truck? And the guy's like, ah, I don't know. It's spicy. I'm like, well, whatever. I've lived here for two years now. When you guys say spicy, it's because it has pepper on it. Um, <laughs> no, this was spicy. Like it actually, I had a, I had to take a step back a couple of times eating this. Uh, it was a... Um, a bratwurst, bratwurst, whatever brat. This thing, this thing did did its damage. I think uh, it was damn good though. And that was that thing was hot, and I'm like, okay, that's the first time anybody in Europe has said, oh, careful, it's spicy, and I haven't laughed because it was actually spicy, and that was really, really damn good. Anyway, <laughs> Sam, <laughs> we haven't heard how your life is going. Um, it's going all right. Um, had a little bit of smoke rolling in the Rogue Valley uh, last week, which was a little. Uh, annoying to have that back again, but then the rain cleared it out over the weekend, so it's not too bad at the moment. Um, feels like winter's coming, which means hockey season's coming. I mean, it's here, but like, I mean, specifically our home games is what I'm excited about. So, yeah, life's uh, life's going all right. Now, I was going to say maybe the smoke was caused by uh, Andres Kellen as you know multiple shorthanded goals this weekend. Because <laughs> I'm glad I drafted you, kid. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about him. I was unfamiliar with his game, you know, as, as somebody said before. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been a wild weekend of hockey, and I can't wait to uh, to talk about it. Oh, it's it's been a wild weekend of hockey. I do want to talk about this weekend's action. This weekend was baller. Um, I'm so glad hockey's back. Any standout moments for you guys? Because I have I have a lot to say. Not My standout much. moment was uh, Ogden finally winning a game. Yeah, yeah, that was great. It was so, a tight one. Oh, it was a tight one. It was a I, – I honestly, I wasn't confident. I wasn't feeling good, so I, I left the end of the second period. Jump, I jumped on the broadcast to start of the second period, and then I just – I did not feel good at all. So I, I went home. I pulled into my driveway, and I got the second notification that we had scored. And I'm like, I swear to God, we tied this up after I left. 
So oh. did, did you not, did you chuck a puck and then chuck a puck? Yeah, like, no. Like, so, I, <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was, I did the chuck a puck and then like I got off the ice and I was like, no, I gotta go. I don't feel good at all. Damn. Um, well, it's good that you're feeling better. Um, and I'm glad that Ogden, you know, won. It was needed. And so this weekend's action, I mean, Casper, I will say this. Really, the first broadcast was pretty rough. But again, not uncommon for a team that's just coming into the league. Really good second and third broadcast. Love, love the fan support there in Casper, Wyoming for their Roughnecks. That was a packed house the first two nights. Of course, Sunday games are hard for any team, but they had it over half full. So, you know, huge shout out here to not only the Roughnecks um, and Rogue Valley for heading all that way to play, but for the people of Casper showing up and supporting that organization. Yeah, I I didn't get the chance to actually watch, but um, that's awesome to hear. I mean, like the, the, I think we've, kind of forgot about them in the preview because like you know it's kind of like a lot of the players are just last year's rock springs prospectors you know they just they just stuck around with with casper and you know i i thought that they wouldn't be quite as good without jory boyd being on the team anymore because he aged out but but they they looked good this weekend and put up some big big gold numbers um against uh, the rogue valley but uh Good series nonetheless. Um, and, you know, just it's been a lot of fun to see certain teams who who maybe struggled a little bit last year that are already coming out swinging this year. Like, you know, Bellingham played a good series with Seattle and um, yeah. Rogue Valley played competitive. And uh, But I think that the real star of this weekend was Lake Tahoe, right? Like, um, oh, yeah. They played, they played excellently. And uh, got to give a shout-out to my boy Caden Edstrom for his first – USPHL shutout, um, and that was definitely the team. Was that, that his out. first shutout? Yeah, it was. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's a big shout out to Caden. So, um, the Dan K show gave him a shout out too. So, um, very cool, very cool to see um, see him perform well in a, in the Lake Tahoe Uni, and they, I think that they're going to be competitive this year, right? <laughs> Seems like it. Oh yeah. Yeah, he made a beautiful save uh, there in Long Beach. Uh, absolutely, was uh, actually shared on our Instagram. So I think the final um, highlight from the Instagram, and <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, just dropping those by the way is that those are tough. Hey, they always take a lot of work, but really the tough thing, especially when I was in Baden Baden, was just trying to get those to download. I had to go down to the lowest possible loadable resolution, and then have to basically sit there for hours trying to constantly keep reloading it until reload. And then, and that one reloaded randomly. Like, I think it was like 10 to 10 in the morning. And I'm like, Oh, everyone, everyone on the West coast is asleep, but apparently it loaded. So <laughs> that was fun. But uh, hopefully here in Dijon, I can get the, I'm, I don't have the confidence right now, but hopefully the internet will be a little bit better, but I'm trying to get maybe one of those hippo boxes they have here in France that dude, I tell you like Casper, there's, Names that stuck out, like we'll eventually, because we're really not going to do a September highlights player thing because it's just too short a time. And there's teams that might not even perform in September. So it's kind of, I figure I'm just going to combine September and October into kind of the beginning of the season uh, standout players. But I mean, some of those guys that really stood out this weekend when you're talking about like Casper was Marcus Glenn, the defender. I mean, I'm not going to go into the details. I'm just going to. 
because I had the details written down for each player that kind of stood out. But yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, like Marcus Glenn, because I drafted his brother, um, and I think it was Heath that drafted Marcus. Really stood out there on the ice. So big shout out there for the Casper defender, but also guys like uh, as I'm looking through all my notes on on the boys here. When when we're talking about like yeah, Casper again, Andre Mataz. Yep. I mean, he really, and of course, I think they kept saying Mattis, which they're getting used to the players too. And I, maybe I'm screwing it up. Maybe it is Mattis, but pretty confident it's Matas. Him and Tyler Rayner, uh, um, those guys were just really, really stand out there in Casper. And again, big shout out there to mostly the fan base for uh, for showing up and uh, and great series of games there between Rogue Valley and uh, and Casper. And again, ETA man bringing in the points. Bringing in the points for me in our fantasy league. So I uh, love having him back on my team. But, I mean, you were talking about Ogden, and Ogden played a series of games. Now, did you stick around for the first game against Provo? What did you think of them? Yes. So I actually – oh, we can get into this. So <laughs> I have no issue with Provo. I love Provo. I love the, the staff. I love the players. I have no issue. I love those jerseys. I love those new jerseys. Oh, absolutely. I love the new jerseys. I was actually talking to Nakumbo because he was uh, he yeah. was injured. But he was actually kind of telling me, like, when Nick came over from Ogden, it was a change and it was different. The team bettered and improved. When Foss came over this year, man, you know, he came in, got straight to work. He's, he's earned a – a very strong position in that locker room and on that roster. And man, this Provo team's going to be so good to watch this year. Oh yes, they are. They're going to be, so, yeah. I mean, honestly, they looked really good. I mean, the net miners look great. Um, and shoot, dude, like they went into Ogden's house on yeah. opening night and took them out. Like, and uh, can we talk about Brizzy? Brizzy oh. played amazing. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Watching his gameplay, watching how he tracks a puck, his his leg movements, really impressed. This kid's going to go far. This this will probably be his only year Tier 2 hockey. Uh, I can see him already going up to Tier 1 next year. I mean, the the kid tracks well. I mean, amazing play. And I know it broke his heart. I saw. You could tell. uh, Obviously, the the overtime loss there. and Kind of a weird goal, but (laughs) we're goalies. It happens. And right. on the other side of the net, Michael Polston, really impressive on the other side with the win. Person, I had no idea that he was in Provo. I had him at one point in Idaho, and then I had him off the roster in Idaho, so I wasn't sure where he had gone, and it was Provo. And, man, whew, that, that was a that was a well-done first win going into Ogden's house on opening night and taking that. And, uh, yeah, really impressed so far with both the play of Provo and Ogden because, again, Ogden had a bounce back night against idaho and uh that was a great game too and i tell you what idaho you had it you had the game and we're gonna talk about this all season long penalties cost you man penalties cost you and idaho got what was it a five minute major if i'm not incorrect and that opened the door for ogden and they never looked back because they think it was two nothing going into the third period again i could be wrong but i'm pretty it was saying it was yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause you left that game early and they didn't score. And yeah, I, the penalty, you know, that was a penalty in a five minute major. Idaho gave that game up, but you know, Ogden saw the opportunity and took it. So that's, that's the game, man. <laughs> five minute penalties, man. That 
that allowed Ogden to just come right back into that game and they took advantage of it. And uh, thankfully for Mustangs fans, got that first uh, critical win of the season. And since we're already in the NCDC, man, we may as well also just talk about, I think Ross Springs only had a game this weekend as well as they hosted Idaho. I like the jerseys, like the colors. It was great seeing uh, SJ Lecompte there in, in earning the alternate captain there in, in Rock Springs. And as we've talked about players moving out of different cities and ending up in other cities like Luke Voss and heading from Ogden to Provo. And they have SJ LeCompte that uh, I believe was released from Idaho and ended up in Rock Springs. And boom, like you said, with Luke Voss, just kind of like getting that leadership type focus there in, in the Provo locker room. Here you have SJ LeCompte earning the A uh, heading over to Rock Springs. And uh, yeah, Rock Springs looked good. They've got some, you know, little bit of work to do uh they just got to find out mojo but it wasn't a bad game uh there were mistakes here and there there was players that stood out again with all these ncdc squads i've already got and it's going to be a little bit different this year ladies and gentlemen where we we used to basically award uh the top 10 defenders the top 10 forwards and the top 10 goalies of the month for the usphl after dark this year it's going to be the top five ncdc defenders forwards and goalies and the top 10 USPHL Premier, basically Pacific and Northwest, top 10 defenders, goalie, and uh, forwards. So I have a lot of names already written down and why they stood out to me. So the fact that I already have five defenders in the NCDC and eight, and I'm going to cut it back to five, going to already, I have five already for defender. And everyone's standing out here. So I've really been impressed with the play. And I, I, I name all the names, but that's for a future episode. The NCDC standouts will be. Uh, I think I'm going to break those episodes up too. So the NCDC is going to be the first episode of the month and the USPHL premiere is going to be the second episode of the month. That way we can talk a little bit more in depth about the players and, and put a little bit more focus on them. So, and you know what, we might actually vote, you know, if you guys actually want to, if you guys watch all the games, that's the only qualification. You have to watch every game. Otherwise you don't get a vote. <laughs> you know, otherwise Justin's like, yeah, these, these eight Mustangs are great. Any other uh, names? Now? You mean you mean <laughs> you mean I can't vote eight Mustangs? Oh well, no. this is just a rig, man. I feel like my <laughs> voice is not being heard. <laughs> well, I tell you what, though, that Ogden defense though is looking good. Oh that yeah, defense in Ogden, like the name sticking out on my list. That Ogden defense is scary. Really, really impressive defense, and and the structure there, Kenny Orlando is uh, has built there in Ogden. Uh, Really impressed out of the five names I already have. I won't say how many are, are Mustangs players, but <laughs> there's more than others. So uh, really, really impressed with the with the with the look there. And then Utah went to Pueblo. And actually, this might be a great time to mention the sponsor for this episode, and that's of course DraftKings. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single day this September. Football's more fun when you're in any action, so download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, with code THPN, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. 
In Connecticut, help is available for prom gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resorts. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. We again want to thank DraftKings for sponsoring this episode. Now let's get back to talking Utah Pueblo. And wow, does Pueblo look good? <laughs> that was a oh. that was a great weekend series to watch for me. Uh, that's right. As the as the <laughs> diehard Ogden fan there, watching Utah lose a couple, so it was a fun weekend for you. Not so much fun for Outliers fans there, but uh, Utah's got you know. They got to find their mojo. They've kind of like Rock Springs right now. They kind of got to find that flow. They got to learn each other's skills. As Pueblo looks like they've been playing together for a decade. Yeah. Um, wow. Like the, some of the plays there, the backhand, I think from, I don't know, both the players had an H in their name. I think it was the, the, oh, now I got to look here. Oh, I want to say, I don't think he's Belarusian. Belarusian or Hungarian starts with an H. And uh, he had a backhand pass to another H. I think it was something like a Heinzel or Heinzel. I mean, these guys, they look like they've been playing together, again, like for a decade. So hell of a job there in Pueblo. Would love to see that keep going because that's going to be a scary team. Like if if they keep playing like that all year and they stay healthy, might have to redo my rankings here after seeing some of these teams play this weekend because we didn't have a full roster for Pueblo. And it probably because of this right here, they were just trying to, you know, scare the shit out of everybody because that team looked damn good. And uh, there's definitely going to be some uh, teams out there doing video, trying to figure out what their uh, what their systems are and trying to figure out how they're putting up those goals. So really impressive. Sorry. Uh, yeah, they are redoing the are patio they... in the backyard. So I had to go That's upstairs not... real quick. Oh, man. Like, I'm surprised. So how's my Internet sounded so far? Oh, great. Great. That's that's what I want to hear. And you know what, Sam? You're still here. And so you were talking about the great series between Seattle and Bellingham. Want to shine any light on it? Were, were you able to watch? Because you said you weren't able to watch Rogue Valley. No, I don't. Uh, I haven't gotten access to actually be able to watch any games uh, yet. I've been following along with the box score, especially since I've been at work uh, most of the time oh, okay. during the games this past weekend. So I was just kind of following along with the series. But I mean... You know, Kai Rivas had a good game, uh, one of the games, yes. and then I forget who the other goalie was that I think still played pretty well for Bellingham. Um, Sharma played on Sunday, and uh, didn't he have a shutout? Sharma, or, I, no, he didn't have a shutout, but didn't he no, play like no, he really didn't. well? No, he did. He put, he had a nice save that I haven't featured yet. Yeah, uh, really impressed. Real impressed with the play so far, and it wasn't Baxter in that. Uh, I think a couple goalies split a game there. Let me look at Bellingham's roster. They had, yeah, Sharp Miller. Oh, yeah, Miller time. My <laughs> God. That really impressive. Honestly, they got between Miller, Sharma, and Rivas. Um, and I, I haven't seen Baxter play uh, so far this season. He was great last year. He had our save of the year for this podcast. Um, that unbelievably wild save that he made uh, early in the season last year. But Honestly, if these boys keep playing like this, uh, they're going to give their their team in front of them a real strong fighting chance to uh, be competitive this year. Because honestly, Revis is Revis, so no shocker there. Uh, there's a reason we fought to uh, put him on our fantasy teams, and because uh, Miller was picked up as well, and 
damn, he looked good. And Sharma looked good. So Bellingham seems to have the net sorted out. And Mackenzie Bolger with the Michigan goal. What a way to open your season. (laughs) The Australian kid here, man, he has been impressive. He has really stood out on Bellingham's roster. I mean, he just, I don't know if he ever leaves the ice. I it doesn't look like it doesn't look like he does. But uh, I mean, really, o- overall, I mean, beyond that, Bellingham really impressive roster. They added some players. It's one of the rosters have actually cleaned up this weekend. Actually, it was a roster I was cleaning up when I ended up feeling unwell yesterday because uh, they added some names like Basic. Evan Basic was added. Uh, a couple other guys I think were also added. I'm trying to look through here, but uh, also it's great to see that guys like uh, Sidhu and uh, Anderson actually had their elite prospects updated. So. That was kind of helpful. And I think Nathan Ram might have been the other ad there from Delta BC. But, yeah, really impressive so far. And truthfully, I mean, I could keep going over each individual game here. We're going to, But I will just, in, in terms of quick notes on, on the rest of the teams here, as I'm just scrolling over, like Fresno didn't play. Lake Tahoe, like you said, you know, already have more wins this season than they had last year. So welcome <laughs> back, Lake Tahoe. I'm really looking forward to seeing that team play this year. But you know what? Ontario was able to get some wins back, so uh, Ontario, Ontario been, recovered it. Been good too. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, they've got they've just got some talent on that roster between like Floda and Larock Wolf and Doyle and just guys up and down the lineup scoring. It seems like. Yeah, great in net, great, great forward presence, great defensive presence. Um, again, I have I have names written out here, and that's why I'm you know. The more I notice a player, the more X's they get by their name, and that's really what dictates my top 10, including the top player of the month for each position. And and it's not about how many goals you score. I'm sorry, you can't be Chris Moraldo and expect me to name you number one every month. You might not make my top 10. You might put up the points, but I want to see the I want to see everything. You know, I like there's a reason that uh, Ouellette was brought back by Utah last year. You look at his numbers, you're just going to kind of pass by the kid. But you watch him play, and he's just – and, again, fans won't notice that type of play, but scouts will notice that type of play. And he just – I mean, the, the way – and I know I brought him up in multiple podcasts here, but there's a reason that he's back with Utah, and there's a reason that players like him stand out, and that's the players I'm going to be picking on. The players I'm going to be picking on aren't going to be, well, I put up 15 goals and I wasn't <coughs> even mentioned. And I'm like, no, you weren't. Uh, you were noticed. I marked you down at some point, but I want to keep seeing that. I want to see those smart defensive plays. I want to see good back checking. I want to see smart hits. I want to see you stay out of the box. I want to see you put up those points. I want to see. I want to see the head on a swivel. I want to see that you're making the play. If you're just a guy that grabs a puck and puts it in, and I don't ever see anything else, I mean that's not a bad thing. Who? What? What coach doesn't want that? But I want the all around. I want to. That's what stands out to me. That's how you're going to get a, a positional player of the month for me. Putting up goals isn't going to be enough. I want to see the whole package. There's a reason guys were mentioned last year that other people were like, seriously? I'm like, watch a kid play and then tell me, just watch this, just watch this month's games and tell me you wouldn't want this kid on your team. So, you know, that's what we that's what we identify here. Because uh, goal scores are going to be picked up by your what the USPHL's like weekly awards, the monthly awards, maybe the Dan yeah. K show. Our good friends there at the Dan K show, because there's no way in hell they can watch all 70 something at USPHL teams every week. I can barely handle these 18 teams. Um, so the feeds that they get and the, the links that they have is, is what they get. And I mean, I just watch these boys and I watch every single game, and that's that's why I think certain players really stand out. Um, well, like, but yeah, 
Go ahead. So going back to like Olette, like I'm not like I never say this often about an outliers player. He is everywhere. He makes the smart plays. He yep. like head on a swivel, like you said. And as a Mustangs huge fan, you know, I never compliment players on the outliers as often as I should. As much or as Miles I, McHugh. You do oh, like Miles, I love Miles McHugh. Fans. Miles McHugh's <laughs> my guy. I have his jersey, my guy. Like, that's the only outliers thing I own. But he's just there. Like, so yeah, you may have a guy who like score seven, eight points in a night, right? But it's like, oh, let's making the defensive plays to stop eight or seven points in a game. Yeah. And to me, it's like he's doing the stuff that doesn't get the recognition that he deserves. No, hundred percent. Everything you said right there, and I, I think it. I, I think he does. I, I mean, Utah brought him back for tier two. And yeah. I mean, there's some players I'm surprised weren't brought back, and I don't know where they've gone. I can the great thing is with elite prospects, you can go back through their history and just see where all the players are clicking one at one one at a time. So, thank God for that feature. I mean, when you look at uh, the final game, the the final series that I think I watched here that I haven't mentioned, well, Long Beach um, looked pretty good that first game. Uh, they held they held their ground there for a while, but the last couple games. <laughs> Yeah, I think the cough was perfect. A couple games, uh, I think it was, you know, they got to find their groove, and hopefully they do. Otherwise, it's going to be a real long season, but uh, they can. I mean, they got great goaltending. I mean, each one of the boys in that made some beautiful saves this uh, this weekend. So they need that uh, that support in front because uh, a lot of plays are being given up, and, uh, you know, they just got to find their mojo. It's, it's super early in the season, and uh, hopefully I have the confidence that they'll uh, get there. Vegas – and San Diego played this weekend as well. I think that's the only series I haven't mentioned looking at my notes. And San Diego, uh, again, they got to find their mojo. They looked good. Really, that new Veronikov there, Vegas, made some, made a beautiful save. A bunch of the goalies there, there made beautiful saves. I like Vegas's new feature. Uh, the sound was crap on Sunday. Sorry, boys. Um, no one apparently reached out to tell you. It was really bad listening to Sunday's game. But what I love is their feature where they have the they have the replays? Cam. It's the only yeah yeah they have the cameras right on the sides, not behind the nets, but on the sides in the nets, so you can always see what the goalies are up to when the, when they shift different sides of the ice, and they have replays. And honestly, Vegas's coverage in terms of like their angles and everything, probably one of the best right now I'm seeing in USPHL West. Uh, super cool features, replays, graphics. I mean. The whole shebang. Uh, super impressed with Vegas. Super impressed with the team too. I mean, uh, they're right back in action, man. They're they look good. I mean, Benaldi just again is everywhere. Mister Mister Vegas himself has just been absolutely everywhere on the ice. And like Logan Wallace, the kid I drafted. Wow. I mean, you want to talk about a standout defender? That. I mean, he's got a great back check. I mean, he's making play. I, I, I won't go into all the details. I got them written down. Just really, really impressed with Vegas so far. Gavin Frack has been, again, I don't, I don't know if he ever leaves the ice. I think him and Mackenzie Bolger are trying to compete for uh, minutes already this season. I have no idea. They really, really looked good. And then Roman Cherniak really stood out there for Long Beach too. Backtrack into that, he was uh, amazing. Really, I mean, these these guys played really well. Um, and then Jackson Taylor in San Diego. I uh, was with Bellingham last year, and I got super confused. Let me go to it. I went back to Bellingham, and I saw. 
a Jackson. I swear to God, a Jackson Taylor on the team. Yeah. So I saw Jackson Taylor. Oh no. Oh, maybe maybe you're right. Well, Well, Jackson Taylor had two Taylors. It was okay. I think it might have been Tristan. I'm not 100 percent sure what his first name was, but um, they had two Taylors on their team last year. And you might have just accidentally labeled them both as Jackson. I don't know, but no, but, no, uh, I'm looking here and I'm trying to see. I don't see them. I don't. They're both Taylor. I don't see that they're related. And their names, both their names are spelled differently, like Jackson. Because I knew Jackson Taylor from last year. Me and him met at the uh, the showcase. If I'm not incorrect, if I'm wrong, Jackson, let me know. But he waved me down and we chatted for a few minutes while watching a game. And his his Jackson is spelled with an X, J A X O N. And so when I was going through the roster, cleaning up Bellingham's roster, I saw Jackson Taylor. I'm like, what the hell did I screw up? Nope, this is different Different Jackson Taylor in 04 from Ogden, Utah. Uh, last year played for the Ogden Junior Mustangs 18U AAA as a, as a captain. So I'm not sure if you would know uh, or be aware of the player down there, Justin, but he was the 18U uh, captain there for the Ogden Junior Mustangs last year, and he's with Bellingham this year. But if I go over to... Uh, San Diego, and I click on Jackson Taylor, who played with Bellingham last year. I'm like, okay, this is that was messing with me a little bit. Yeah, because he, yeah, this Jackson Taylor is from Surrey, British Columbia, so he's not an Ogden, Utah kid. He's from Surrey, completely <laughs> different country out there. Uh, despite what some Bellingham Blazers might think, I actually do know the difference between Washington and British Columbia. I just don't label it right half the time. They're basically the same place, uh, but. I mean, yeah, he played last year at Bellingham, putting up uh, 11 goals in 39 games, and this year he's with San Diego. So he looked really good. So I don't know, man. It's been a great season so far. I'm looking forward to the rest. I know we talked way too long about the USPHL premiere and, and NCDC. This but based on episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it is. I'm going to look at StreamYard. And StreamYard, you've been recording for 39 minutes. It probably really at this point could be its own episode. I, shit, I might drop these as two separate episodes because – we, I want to give the time to the ACHA here. So that's what I'll do. I'm going to wrap this episode and then drop it. I'm going to drop two this week. This is a great place to wrap this up. So actually, great point there, Sam. We're going to wrap this up. And uh, <laughs> and then we'll have two episodes for you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this week. So this will be the first one you hear. But be sure to listen out for the other episode we're about to record uh, later this week where we'll be talking about the ACHA West because thankfully, Justin has done some homework and can actually explain to me and Sam What's happening in the ACHA West? Who's playing who? How does it look? The last episode was really popular. You fans seem to like it, so we're going to follow it up with uh, with some more action here. But we want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. Be sure to follow us on social media to stay up to date and reach out if you're in the junior collegiate hockey world and wish to get on a future podcast. This is the Pigeon Hockey Podcast with Chris, Sam, and Justin. Have a great Thanks day, for I'm watching. And <laughs> I love when it's the same time. That's perfect. I'm keeping it. Hey, no <laughs> listeners. Remember, always clear your crease.